It's about to go down. down. This is a DJ Despair exclusive. What's good? What's good? What's good? This is DJ Despair. And this is my one-on-one with the, the man himself, Sean Khan. Explain to the people who you are. Hey, uh, what's up, everybody? Oh, this is hip-hop secret agent Sean Khan um, from Queens, New York. Uh, um, they call me the secret agent of hip-hop basically because I've been around for quite a while and I've seen things and been involved in a lot of things that you would think is is like a fantasy or a lie, but it's true. So it's like I'm a secret agent, you know what I mean? Kind of moving through stealth-wise. So you're a man of all tricks. So before we even get into your music, What's up with this video game? Like, all right, man, definitely. I want, I want to talk about that first. Okay, cool. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, Quest for the Golden Mics, which uh, as you see right here, Quest for the Golden Mics is a game that I developed. Um, me growing up as a, a gamer before hip hop, I was a gamer. I was into comic books and, and video games. I didn't get into hip hop as far as writing to like high school, but I was a gamer since I could remember. Um. So it's always been, you know, a passion of mine, just video games. So as I was working on a project with the man with the golden mic, I thought it would be a great idea to incorporate um, a video game that has all the elements of hip hop and use my album, the man with the golden mic as a soundtrack for the game and just combine them together. Uh, and it's just the mechanics of the game has never been seen before. You control the man with the turntable. It's, it's just totally different. Um, you know, shout out to everybody that has downloaded that game, man. And, you know, just I'm going to break it on your show. I'm going to be working on a follow-up game soon. Uh, going to start production on that sometime this year, you know, because this game's been for a minute. And um, shout out to Apple. They Something happened with Apple where it's, it's, they just took it off uh, Apple for something that because um, something that happened with the build on it, I don't know. But I'm like, you know what? That's the sign right there that they, they put a new game. I'm still on the Android, and I'm going to figure that out. But right. like I said, before the year's out, we're going to start working on a, a, a second uh, part of Quest for the Golden Mics. It's going to be special. Yeah, I got to get involved with that. I love me making some video games. So hey, no now you got this track out called Vega Vibes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Definitely. Vega Vibes. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, as you see, Vigor what, who, if you want to know what a Vigor is, is very intelligent, getting goals accomplished. That's also my company, Vigor Entertainment, and that's the rules I stand by, uh, being very intelligent and getting goals accomplished, which is important as an artist, as an independent artist, as a person in general in life. Um, so Vigor Vibes is that good vibes from a Vigor that make you feel good, and it's actually my first time experimenting with a different sound. Shout out to the kind genius for convincing me to actually... Um, try that out you know and lo and behold it's my most popular record today nice so let's get into that and come back no doubt you know that it's a double low i let it go you know that it's a double low i let it flow you know that it's a double low you thought that I was stopping shit, I keep it going And no, this ain't a pocket list, I keep it flowing I said I got a lot of hits, I get to spit in Congenius on the beat, and get to hit You can see it in my smile, I'm so alive In a minute till the wheels fall, you know the vibe Everybody wanna come with me and go around When you reppin' with a queen, nigga, I hold it down they keep asking me where the game go. I don't know, I keep it high like a flamethrower. My motivation and grind is still the same though. Connery, I get admired by your main hoe. If you ain't in it for paper, then what you came for? I'm not about that fame, baby, I stay low. I'm not a devil, but I never had a halo. Do it myself, I don't need shooters on the payroll. That's the sound that your boy make. The kind genius in the oven, watch the boy bake. You don't want that beef just like a raw steak. We all about that cream, but we need you more cake. I'm stopping shit. I keep it going. And no, this ain't a pocket list. I keep it flowing. I said I got a lot of hits. I get to spit in. Kind genius on the beat. And get to hit it in my smile. I'm so alive. In a minute till the wheels fall. You know the vibe. Everybody want to come with me and go around when you repping with a queen, nigga. I hold it down. DJ Despair is in the damn building. So you could get that on all platforms, right? Mm-hmm. All platforms. 
Uh, currently, that song is over 135,000 streams. Uh, it's been broken globally, as you see what you're doing right now as well. Um, I'm just happy that it's doing what it's doing. And shout out to the kind genius who produced it, who produced the entire album, um, Conan and Genius, because that joint right there, like I said, I was apprehensive because it's not my normal style of music. But as being a well-rounded artist, you do want to evolve and, and, and try different things. You know what I mean? You never know where it will take you. True. So speaking on that, you used to be part of a rap group, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what was the name of that group again? Triborough. And, and Triborough is like Wu-Tang. It's forever. You know what I mean? It's like we, we may do certain things. You know, we'll move around the pieces of the puzzle. Um, but Triborough is something that's forever. Just like Wu-Tang. So you will see some more from Triborough and Triborough is featured on my album. Um, it may just say featuring a loose and fresh air, but everybody that knows Triborough knows that is TB bro. So let's talk a little bit of that. You're, this is not your first run and doing stuff and like, you know, starting to pop land. Like you guys got an award back in the days, like, and then recently the, the, the song was being resurfaced again. Like, like, how do you feel about all that? Like, you know, it's like you came out strong and you're still going, even though a lot of people weren't paying attention to the boom bap world as hard as they are now, mm -hmm. but you've never lost your step. Right. So let's speak on that. Well, definitely. Um, Triborough, the three man group in New York city, we have five boroughs, the three boroughs, the Bronx, Manhattan, Harlem, and Queens, which forms Triborough. And there's a bridge that was called the Triborough bridge that connects those three boroughs. Shout out to the hip hop chef DR who actually seen the vision. Cause I was a solo artist doing my own thing. Sean Khan, you know, uh, Fresh Air was solo. Elouse was also solo. And um, we happened to come together because I was getting interviewed on a, a college radio station. And Elouse was actually going to the college at the time. He called in cause he was just hearing the songs that I had. He was like, yo, who is this guy? He's crazy. I gotta do a song with him. And his manager was one of the radio hosts. You know what I mean? So. She, she said, listen, my artist want to do a song with you. Two weeks later, I'm in the Bronx at his crib. And I was amazed because not only was I doing a song with him, but he was engineering. And it's the first time I've seen an artist being an engineer. You know what I mean? Now, Fresh Air, shout out to my cousin, Hip Hop Chef, who I mentioned before, that's his brother. So Fresh Air was already introduced to me through my cousin, Hip Hop Chef, uh, prior to that. So once I did the song with a loose call, we did a song called BXQU, the Bronx and Queens. I came to my cousin's crib like, yo, chef, uh, DR, listen to this, you know, and um, they were just blown away. So I said, yo, you got to come to the studio. I said, this dude's crazy, man. He got bars and he engineers. We went to the studio. We did a freestyle to the 1-800, the, the Rockefeller 1-800, um, what is it? 1-800 Hustler joint. Um, and from that freestyle, my cousin said, you know what? Y'all have to be something together. Y'all a group, you know what I mean? And, and he formed Triborough. And then you guys had done a song with a local artist from out here in Winnipeg, right? Oh, definitely. definitely. How did that come about? I Well, you know, um, I'm somebody who's heavy into promotion. Um, I don't wait for people. I, I do it myself because you can't let yourself down. Waiting for others, you can be let down. So I was constantly on Twitter. And this is Twitter was heavy at the time, around 2011. And I was on my Twitter just posting, doing certain things, doing hashtags, whatever. And I came across this video that was crazy. It was called uh, Dead Fly, you know what I'm saying? And yo, I was just like, yo, this is crazy. So I shouted him out, uh, who posted it. It was Rub Monster, shout out to Rub Monster. And you know, me and him just connected from that moment. Like he saw my stuff, I saw his stuff. We were just like, yo man, you dope, you dope. And we became fan from that moment. And we were working on a Triborough album, uh, the Triborough album called, uh, title Triborough, matter of fact, I was getting ready to pull it out. I don't see it right there, but the title uh tribal the title album uh and i was like yo we gotta do something man so he produced a crazy record did a crazy chorus called one in the same and it's something that we all can relate to because tribal you know we're very well-rounded and we're very conscious at the same time you know we cover all grounds that record man was such an incredible record we made it the first single for the album you know what I mean? So shout out to Rob Monster, man, for embracing what I'm doing and, and you know, just connecting with me like that, man, because he opened up a whole new world. You know what I mean? Just showing love from United States and Canada hip hop and showing that we all on the same page when it comes to this real hip hop. And, you know, you've tried to make your way into Canada, which will happen. So 
other than that and stuff like now you have this new single coming out with us called on that yes and sir this song has actually been sitting in the archives for a minute so how did this come about i now this is dope too man um of course you know rub me and rub did the the we did the tribal the one the same and we always wanted to work on some more music and this is like you said it was in the archives a little while ago uh rub sent me a beat he was like you know rub and um mike north which you know he had a different alias at the time you know what i mean it's like you know uh he go by mike north now but you know he had a different alias. i don't know if he, he still goes or puts it out there you know what i'm saying King. yeah exactly and um so we uh we and I think he just had just started going under the Mike North uh, right. name actually, you know, because we we did have uh, actually Triborough had a record on one of his albums as well. Just so that you know to put that in the record books, Triborough did do joint with Kid Kane and, and um we was on one of his projects. So anyway, now as he's transforming into uh, Mike North and Rupp has always been Rupp, you know, and Rupp is a dope producer. It's like he's just amazing with everything. He had this beat that was so crazy. You know what I mean? And the format that they were going with, it's like they sent me the record and I heard, I said, yo, oh, man, I'm getting on this joint. And while I was working on my project, I laid that down and sent it to them. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, this is going to be fire. And it, you know, kind of went to limbo for a while. I was like in the Phantom Zone. I don't know where it was for a minute. You know what I mean? Well, see, what happened was we hadn't talked in a minute and then they showed up in my house. And um, we're sitting in my apartment and I'm just sitting here chilling and Rebs is playing me a bunch of songs. All of a sudden, that song comes through, and I said, stop. He's like, what? I go, stop. Give me that right there. He's just like, what? I go, who's on that? He's like, Sean Conn. Like, Give me that right now. I'm like, how you sitting on a Sean Conn track? And then it was just like, and I go, right now is perfect time for me to drop this. And then we're sitting there and talking about, like, you know, the Gazelle beats and, like, my boys Falcon Crest and all these guys that I've been playing. Like, the real gutter talk is back. The real, like, you know, pimp talk speaking on what we like you know people don't understand that the old pimp talk storytelling stuff like when i used to listen to ugk and ghetto concept i mean yeah from toronto and and like different people they told stories in their raps like a lot of people just rapped and did things like party tunes right you know what i mean and then you have ghetto boys and then you have like all these different types of rappers that told stories and people didn't listen to poor righteous teachers and a lot of those rappers. Right. So when you got a song where you unify in Canada and, 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 uh, and the States together, and then you got rappers who don't even hang out with each other. We barely, we haven't even been in a room with you yet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we gel so get so good together that when it comes down to putting a track like this, so, I'm really excited. And when I'm sitting there, sitting there going, why is this sitting here? Why are you guys not putting it? Like, as soon as I got a hold of it, then I saw the reaction on you, then my peoples, and everyone's just like, okay, because they played me a lot of music. Trust me, they got a lot of fire. Mm -hmm. But this one stood up from a lot of it. And it's just something that I knew that just I had to put out. And the way this is starting to evolve, I knew this was the right one. You know what I mean? So you about to do something big with it next month. We about to drop oh, yes. the video. It's about to be on vinyl. Oh man, listen. That when you said that vinyl, I said, Oh man, that just took me back because I'm like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It feels like it's supposed to be on vinyl. You feel what I'm saying? Like it, it's just dope like that. And and like you said, next month, and 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 you know, we just dropped the, the bomb today. So it, it's, it's it's safe to say July 25th, that video will be premiering in a movie theater, a world-famous movie theater at that, as well as my new single from the logo that's coming out. But that video will also be premiering in the movie theater. Shout out to me and Con Genius. We, we rented out a whole movie theater. We're doing a special event. Shout out to Bianca, his artist. Her video is also premiering. It's like a double feature. It's like a triple feature. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited about that. And yo, not for nothing, First day tickets are already 30% capacity, almost so we're gonna sell out in no time. You know, what I mean? where's this at again? Where is this at again? Like, can you this, tell the people where this is? All right, at? this is gonna be at Cinema Village. This is in New York City in Manhattan. Hey, right hear what he said, right? New York City is like, come on, you, you couldn't debut a video any better than that. You know what I'm saying? So tell me about from 
the logo. Okay. Now, this is one of my favorite tracks on the Con and the Genius Project. Um, and reason being, it's like that beat. Like, you know, I, I, me and Luce was in the crib and we were working on the production, you know, and um, I had a lot of input on this project production-wise as well, like ideas and certain things. Um, so I told him, I said, yo, I need, I need a joint with energy. He said, oh, you want some energy? <laughs> yo, he just pressed the button and I'm just like, ooh, this is crazy. You know, the, the feeling of it was just like, oh man. So for some reason, it just hit me like, as I'm feeling the flow in my head and I start putting words together in my head of, of how I wanted the vibe to be. And um, from the logo came from a line, cause I, I said, um, you know, from the logo like Damon, cause nowadays these guys are shooting so far range and the snipers, it just fit, it just felt like it. And I said, yo, that gotta be the title from the logo cause this song is out of here. This is one of those long three point shots. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm very excited. I shot the video, some of it in the world famous Rucker Park. They gave me exclusivity to shoot in Rucker Park. You know, you oh. cannot just, it's a world famous landmark. You can't just shoot. Uh, I shot in Rucker Park. Iconic. I also went to Times Square in Manhattan. I have my own billboard for the album Calling the Genius. I got a billboard in Times Square. We so went that's to real. the billboard. So that's that, real. That was real. Yeah. That's that ain't real. no Photoshop thing. That's, that's not real. Photoshop. That billboard <laughs> now, right now in Times Square. Yes. So we went to oh. Times Square. We got footage of my billboard. Then we went to Rucker Park. We shot in Rucker Park. And then we finished it off going to my cousin's a uh, restaurant in Harlem, Chef Diaz uh, restaurant, and shot in the restaurant. So it's gonna be crazy. Okay, so, well, man, let's get into this. Are you ready? We have this motherfucking game on lock with DJ Despair. Street Killers is in the damn building. You gonna learn today? GGA Entertainment, better know the rules of engagement. We don't move without payments. We don't lose, we just gaining. Clear from the logo like Damon. Yeah, see, I got that game. I ain't even gotta spend on her. She about to take aim. And your girl is a headhunter. Got my mind in a dead winter. Hockey colder than ice. Nigga pitch me rolling like dice. Connery, yeah, I'm nice. These streets is grimy. These labels slimy. I got a question. If you find a real one, can you please remind me? Can you please remind me? Can you please remind me? Please remind me. Oh, bigger game, we on top. Bigger game, we on stop. Take game to the top. Gang, gang, don't stop. Don't stop. Gang, gang, don't stop. To the top. Gang, gang, don't stop. Oh, secret. Agent, you don't know what I came with. Kind genius is bang hits. I don't vibe to no lame shit. Focus, keep the ops in the rear view. Swerving lanes, I just stared through. Got the loud, I can't hear you. Winning, like the final, get chips. Rock the finest and drips. We just grind to get rich. Music, making, got the studio baking. Never snitch, rack staking. Always keep it real, never fake king. These streets is grimy. These labels slime, labels slime, labels Wow. Can't wait to see that video. Oh man, you and me both. It's gonna be a movie. <laughs> it's actually gonna be a movie. <laughs> it's not, I'm not just saying it. It's really gonna be a movie in a movie theater. You feel what I'm saying? And it's gonna be crazy. So, like, how long you been in the game for? Man. I've been in the game for now, what are we, in 2021? Over 20 years. You feel what I'm saying? I started in the late 90s, high school student. You know what I'm saying? Just getting just getting in high school, learning how to write rhymes. I was inspired by, actually, Redman. Redman was the one who inspired me to start writing rhymes. Like, once I heard uh, his first album, you know, um, it, what the album, it was like, really? I never heard nothing like it because not only was he, like, he had street, uh, credibility, you know, he wasn't a sucker. He was comedic. He was a storyteller. He had bars. He was like us. He was Superman lover. He he did things that like, you know, I mean, he took elements of so many different things and he was all that in one. And that inspired me to start writing. 
So, like, you know, the whole... Did, did you ever get confused with Raid Man and K-Solo? Well, you know what? It's <laughs> funny because you know they got the same birthday, same day I on... I know. The- That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, the only reason I didn't is because before Red Man came out, and I was a big fan of EPMD. You feel what I'm saying? So, K-Solo was the first person that they really, you know, had displayed. And then Red Man came after, so... It was like, all right, boom. And the hit squad started forming. That was just such inspiration uh, in hip hop. Great time in hip hop, you know? True, 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 true. Because that, like, uh, during that time, a lot of people didn't rap like those two. And they just came bullying into the game. And it was just like two light skinned brothers that people were like, are they related? Are they cousins? Like, what is up? People thought they were brothers. Now, I'm going to tell you something funny. Yesterday, and this is this is real talk, it's funny as can be. <laughs> I was at Hip Hop Chef DR's restaurant, chilling, you know, we vibe and talking about the movie situation because he's going to be catering at the theater. We, now you can bring food in the, into the movie theater now, so we're going to do that for sure. Anyway, we're sitting outside the restaurant, and I had shades on. You know what I mean? I had on a, a black Superman shirt, actually like that Superboy, but, you know, a Superman shirt is black with the Superman emblem. And I'm just chilling. I'm, I'm posted like this, you know, chilling in Harlem. A dude walked by and go, Yo, Red Man, I ain't seen you in a long time, man. How you doing, yo? <laughs> yo and my boy didn't even hear it. And I'm just like, I uh, because I had shades. I'm like, what? Red Man? He walked off. I said, yo, this guy just thought I was Red Man. He just started cracking up. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. So he thought I was Red Man. I'm like, damn. Do all light skinned brothers look the same to you? Like <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about that as soon as you started talking about red man. <laughs> oh, yo, it's so crazy because real talk, somebody thought I was red man yesterday. I said, wow. Because you know what? And a, and, a, and a lot of these things in the game is like one time I'll shave something like a certain way, and all of a sudden people say you project pat or you big crit or you like big mic. And then I'm just like, stop. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, like thing, but as uh an entrepreneur in the game and and you've got your hands in so many things like you're promoting like clippers now like i need to get me a pair of one of those oh yeah um shout out to manscape i'm on actually i'm an influencer for manscape and um of course you know they always hook me up shout out to the 4.0 the new lawnmower um but yeah i've done two commercials so far for manscape um they love the work that I'm doing for them. I'm an influencer for Manscaped. I love their products. You know what I mean? Great products, man. Grooming products. Great grooming products for, for the male anatomy, let's say. You know what I'm saying? You want to keep it clean for the ladies and everything. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to Manscaped. They, they hollered at me, emailed me and said, we love your content. We love your YouTube. We would like you to be an influencer for our company. And I'm like, well, this is a scam. I'm like, what was this coming <laughs> I looked at it because I used to always see their commercials. And I'm like, yo, their commercials are mad funny to me. I would always yeah. see their commercials. And then um, it was the real deal, you know what I'm saying? And, and that was like January when they hollered at me. I, I did the commercial February. I just did another commercial about three weeks ago, you know, and they got a list of, of specials and promos where they need me to do commercials at. And shout out to Manscaped because they pay very well, I must say. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm very happy to be down with the team. Hook a brother up. Hey, listen, no. I want to get some of that endorsement. They do. They they definitely ship United States and Canada. I do know that, so it shouldn't be a problem. You feel me? You got some DJ and stuff to do because I shave my, I clean myself up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so out here, so like I'm saying, man, we need to get on that. So, <laughs> leading into what we've been doing in this game, creating music, you have found an, a finally a lane for yourself where you're doing endorsements you're doing marketing you're doing your own promo your own stuff like i got you back now but i'm saying like you hit me up the other day and you're like yo like how does it feel when you don't like being solo in what you're doing and you're and having the only passion for what you're doing within yourself and not a team like it's you know, like sometimes yeah. it's discouraging at times, but how do you get Definitely. through your days with that? Well, um, <clears throat> I must say, man, like you said, it can be discouraging. You can go through ups and downs. Um, one thing I do know is it's not for everybody. A lot of people need help in different things. You know what I mean? Um, I always wish I had help, even from my very first demo. Um, I was about to see if I had to sit. But I, I, I always want to help. Even when I first started, me, shout out to my man, Luke Cage. We'll see low. Our first demo tape was like a duo, like, like EPMD, you know, that kind of vibe. 
Um, but yeah, man, in my whole solo endeavors, it's really been a one man army, you know what I mean? Um, besides when I merged with Triborough, but outside of that, even when I started back into the solo thing, the reason mostly is why I did not have help is because there's a lot of, like I say, from, in, um, and from the logo, uh, you know, what I say about the, you know, it's shady, you know what I'm saying? It's shady, these labels is, is grimy, these labels okay. are grimy, you know? And I've been in situations with deals on the table, you know, yeah, man, I speak turned, on one. I've turned down some deals. I've had some shady deals. I turned down a deal for J Records. I was supposed to be in a group with Papoose, just so y'all know. See, this is the stuff I want to hear. So speak on that. All right, let's, let's, let's How get did into you it. not end up in a group with Papoose? Let's get into it. Right. It was about 2001, 2000, 2001. Um, I was a hungry young MC where I would just record freestyles. And I would go up to Hot 97, which is a New York City, very famous uh, radio station. Um, I'll go up in front of Hot 97 with a CD in my back pocket, just waiting for whoever, because there's a revolving door. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I used to hear on the radio, so-and-so's coming today. So I would go up there and I'm waiting for so-and-so with a CD in my hand, like, yo, I'm hot, you know? So as I'm standing there, I'm waiting for, I can't even remember if it was Luda, Chris, or, no, it was before Luda, I guess, right before Luda came out, but it was somebody I was waiting for. Um, and this guy was in his car just sitting there. He seen me standing out there for about two hours and he approached me and said, yo, yo, what are you doing out here? I said, yo, man, I'm trying to get on. He said, yo, what, what you got, music? He said, let me hear something. So he took it to his car. He came back like, yo, you hot. Next thing I know, here comes Funkmaster Flex walking by and this is his boy. So he's like, yo, Flex, yo, this is Sean Conn, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Shout out to my man E Papers. He's actually a legendary rapper, Tricky T. Uh, you can look him up, Tricky T, legendary rapper. This is who this was. His name now is Ed Papers. But um, so he's like, yo, man, I think you dope. Next thing you know, we connected. And he just started doing it. And this is one person to this day has done the most for me. Um, a few months after meeting me, then he took me to J Records. This is when J Records first emerged and is a management. Shout out to Jeff Robinson because he has his artist, Her, right now that's doing very well. But he also started managing Alicia Keys. So I was in a meeting with J Records, uh, Jeff Robinson. And before I knew it, it was Alicia Keys in the meeting with me. She was sitting right next to me. I didn't know who she was at the time. It was Alicia Keys. Jeff Robinson was there. It was this long table. And um, I came in there with my man Fuzz and, and my man um, Luke Cage. So Jeff Robinson was like, yo, stand up, rap. Started rapping. It was like, yo, you dope. They said, listen, this is what we're doing. We're working on something like a new Wu-Tang where we want to take a person from each borough and put them together. He said, we got Pat Poos from Brooklyn. We got True Mac from Harlem. You're the Queens guy. And I can't even remember the other two at the time. I just can't, I don't know who it is. But I know those two names, because True Mac made a lot of noise and we know who Pat Poos is. Um, so anyway, at that time, I'm focused on y'all, my solar arts. And the first thing that flashed in my mind is, hold up. I don't know these people. <laughs> this doesn't, it's not like it's all, you know, I said to myself, what if, in my mind, what if this doesn't work? Like how do, what if we have, don't like each other? Like. So I said, listen, I'm okay with the situation with that. If you want me as a solo artist, this is what I'm here for, but I, I don't want to do this group thing. So I turned down a deal for J Records. But funny thing is, it never manifested. We never saw no five barrels group. And ironically, how many years later? I guess about five years later, I end up in Triborough. <laughs> so it's like, you know. It was meant to be later on. I had to do some more Sean Kong work first. Well, you see, that's the thing, because like most people just jump into groups of people and then fall out of a group and then try to find themselves. You know what I mean? And then like most people, you got to find yourself before you can be in a group. If you could gel with a group and work with a group, all means try. But <laughs> I've been in so many groups, I don't even want to talk about it. So, it's, just, like, it's been so many, man. Like I've DJ for so many people halfway through the tour. You're looking at each other and you're just like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you soon. Like, <laughs> it's like, how are you this dumb? Like, like you know, it's like, it, I've seen some shit back in the nineties, back all the way through to now. And then when I was young, I used to wild out. I'm not going to lie. Like I uh -huh. used to wild out after shows, certain things. <laughs> like, what was your wildest moment on a tour? I well, I can say this, and this is something that's real that I just me and Luz was just talking about. Um, <clears throat> all right, so when Triborough formed like 2005, officially 2006, we started, we did our first mixtape called Where Did the Game Go? And 
I was freshly coming off of my first mixtape in 2002 that they called The Last Colony Presents Sean Conn. Um, oh, ah, gotta see this. Just so y'all know, this is 2002. Um, this right here, if you see, is a Mount Rushmore. This is my man Big House and my man Fuzz, Luke Cage, who's my first rap partner, and me right in the middle. So it's The Last Colony Presents Sean Conn. This CD, right? Uh, 27 tracks on a lot of freestyles, but also, um, you know, some some original beats. Anyway, so with that mixtape, when I tell you we pressed up about 5,000 copies, I moved about 2,000 on my own through these streets. You feel what I'm saying? So it's it's like it's a famous CD in New York where, and some people moved out of New York. Some people this have grown up and say, "Yo, I grew up on your CD." This, that, and the third. Um, but by me learning how to grind, I had to teach myself how to um, do a sales pitch. You know, I had to go through learning how to move these CDs. So when Triborough formed and we did our first mixtape, Where Did the Game Go? I was out there grinding hard with the CDs and we also be out there. And I'm looking at them and they kind of joking. They're not really doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as I'm concerned. So I was tight. And, and I really started letting them know, like, yo, man, what the hell? We kind of was in a subway and we all was about to fight. It was going to be a three-man brawl or something. And that moment brought us closer together. It really did. It, like, it unified us even stronger. So we had to go into a little bit of beef to get stronger. And you see, now, over the years, you've had, like, what's a bad management situation that you've had? Mm -hmm. Like that you could speak on. Okay, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna because it's been a while since and there's no contact. <laughs> it's like I'm letting out some event. It's like, yo, you wanna hear some shit? It's like nah, real talk. I'm gonna tell you right now, because solo-wise, I didn't really, you know, go for the okie doke. Like I said, I turned down the deal, I didn't see, see it being fit for me. But with Triborough, <clears throat> we did a lot of things, man. We're five-time Guinness World Record holders. We've opened up for Rock Cam, we've done so many different things. Like, that's one of the, the, the highlights of my life open up for the, the, the R, you know? Um, anyway, so around 2012, or no, 2010, before we did this, this album, we uh, connected with Shout Out to Verse, which he was signed to Bad Boy um, back in the J-Lo days, let's say, right? Um, so he, this is after the fact, you know, after his deal, he had a big battle with Jen. If you look on YouTube, Verse versus Jen is a very famous battle. Um, so anyway, he met up with us at a show one day and he was just like, yo, yo, y'all are so dope. Y'all want to, I want to, I want to do some songs with y'all. So he first started coming to the studio. He's doing records, whatever. He knew someone that used to work for Bad Boy named Michael Rohan. I'm, yes, I'm calling your name out. You're not going to sue me. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Michael, <laughs> who had a, a company called Mike 29 Entertainment. So he, he introduced us to him. He heard our music. He was like, oh, I love it. He loved it. He had a nice studio in New Jersey, not too far from New York. And we used to go to his nice studio. We started recording a project called, um, damn, what was the name? Oh, Great Minds Think Alike, because we figured Verse and Tribro together was like, you know, great minds. So anyway, working on this project, not knowing. Now, he wants to be a production company for us. And he said he could shop us a deal, this, that, and the third. Okay, so it took a while for us to do it, but we actually did sign the contracts, right? And we put the project together, but then somehow or another, we come to find out that, okay, it's a production deal. So you're supposed to get the deal for us. We get it going. And then you see stuff on the back end. You know, I was supposed to go, whatever. This guy is turning down most, a million dollar deals from Universal, Def Jam, uh, at least five different labels. He turned down million dollar deals on our behalf because he wasn't getting as much money as he thought he was supposed to get behind our back. You feel what I'm saying? So once we found out this stuff, and then when he did a photo shoot, and we're not, we're like, yo, where the pictures at? He's gonna give us one picture and try to act, start acting. <laughs> He's acting real diddy-ish. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, this ain't cool. Then next thing you know, when we like, yo, we, we don't wanna do this, he tried to really get on some sugar, not physically, but be like, yo, y'all in contract with me, y'all not going nowhere. So all type of nonsense. But thank the most high, the blessing was on the contract. He actually put the wrong date and the whole contract was voided just by that one little error. Don't you love so, that? Yo, by the skin of our teeth, we got out of that situation. So Mike 29, I'm not gonna put up my middle finger because my daughter might be watching this, but you can get the knuckles. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but that that was that. 
So, okay. So in your career, you've, um, you've traveled, right? You've done different city tours and all that stuff. So what's one of the most messed up situations where you showed up, like a hotel wasn't done right or the club oh, wasn't what you expected? You, you, you are asking some great questions. <laughs> okay. We just we just won an award. Like you said, we won the award for best rap group of the year at the right. B.B. King's House of Blues, world-famous B.B. King's House of Blues, at the Underground Music Awards. We won best rap group of the year. 2012 and this was maybe three weeks before that tribal album um let me see it down there before oh here it is yeah so man this one's still closed up oh no here's, here's one anyway before the tribal album this one that we supposed to sign to give to somebody but just so y'all see how serious we was tribal the token we bridging the gap in hip-hop that's us three boom yeah. this is still one wrapped up great album by the way um it's very rare to find now anyway so we did the album we did the album and I connected once again through social media with a guy named Dub the Mac. Shout out to Dub the Mac. Cool. From, from California. So anyway, he's like, yo, I want to get you guys on a tour. Um, it's supposed to be, I think, a tour with like Wale and a bunch of other people. Like a big two-week two tour uh, all over California, up and down, different things. I think even Kendrick and Lamar. It was like a bunch of people in this right. when Kendrick was new. So anyway, everything is supposed to be dope. Everything's going well. So the day at that, we're leaving New York to go to the West Coast, which is like a five-hour flight. We get here. We get to um, Cali. He's welcoming us. Hey, guys, everything's great. Next thing you know, as we're like, okay, so the tour starts tomorrow, he's telling us all type of whack stories like, oh, something happened here, something happened here. <laughs> we ended up not doing any of those shows. And we good thing we brought a bunch of CDs with us. So we just started going up and down California for a two-week journey of our own. And this was like the struggle because we up here selling CDs to survive because we're not getting the money that we thought we was going to be getting off this tour. And we stuck. We were in low St. Louis, Bispo, L.A., uh, Orange City, I think it was, all over California. We made it an adventure, but he really set us up for failure because we went out there thinking we were on a tour. Next thing you know, we out here doing nothing. We had to make the best out of it. So that was probably the worst situation that you could be in as an artist, coming for a tour and there's no tour. So you see, this will lead into now your song called Us Only. What's up with that? <laughs> well, funny, the title is very fitting for, for the situation, but I must say, and shout out to another influence of mine musically, LL Cool J, because I'm from his neighborhood. So as a child growing up, I used to see him around the hood all the time. And he actually, I actually got a commercial with him. If you go on YouTube and put Sony LL Cool J, he had a project, a product coming out, uh, innovative product where you could record with people around the world at the same time in a studio. It's called Boom Dizzle, My Connect Studio. But if you check it out on YouTube, you'll see it on Sony's YouTube channel. So I'm, he has me in the commercial rhyming and, you know, it's kind of ill. Anyway, so uh, us only is me on my LL Cool Con, let's say. And LL Cool Con, meaning for the ladies, you know what I mean? It's, it's a song meaning us only. So basically me and, this, and the girls is about us only. And I took inspiration from one of my favorite songs from another Queens artist. Shout out to the whole Murder Inc. Camp, Ja Rule and everything. But they had signed an artist named Lloyd. I know y'all know about Lloyd, the R&B singer. So he had a song called um, Only You. Right. So we kind of flipped that beat a little bit and did us only. So, man, check it out. We'll be shooting a video for this probably end of the summer. It's about to go down. This is a DJ Despair exclusive. Ain't no way I'm a dub. I'm like, fuck weak, baby. I'm just walking for now. The glamorous girl and burning the bud. Hot damn, aqua, ma'am. How you get in the tub? Lady, 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 I like you. Me and you, party, I invite you. Do something to you, make you say, ooh. Looking like something, no, you like too. Oh, y'all can see the girl is on point. In the court, judging lawyers, the girl, she don't point. Ride die, chick, she better than the rest. God bless, got my name tattooed on her chest. Better in the worst than they find her. Bad bitches tripped in designer. Oh, they on my time. But you don't want on my mind. Oh, this you. 
lot in it. Bonnie and Clyde through a pandemic. Don't let them haters act up. Ask my homie Lowdown, we was always matched up. New bag, she said, get the cash out. We style them to the bank, tell them chickens catch up. Life's all about a dollar, baby. Hey, cause me and you make sense. Laying in your private lingerie, you make my heart beat tense. And you know that shit well. That's about all in a nutshell. Feeling on words still ain't finer. Bad bitches tripped in designer. But you the one on my mind I've been all over the world Still can't find a girl Who works as hard as you Ever seen the moon in the daylight? You a rare kind of breeze though Over there by yourself Holy shit, DJ Despair Where'd you find this? Shout out to Joso BX singing the chorus. My man Joe, Joso BX, you did a hell of a job. Video is about to be crazy. So, when is that video going to be done? Well, it's funny that you say that. I just am putting certain elements together. I don't want to ruin what we're going to be doing, but I'm just finalizing a couple things. But I definitely, because being that from the logo is going to be coming out in late July, um, I figure we'll shoot the video sometime in August and probably end of summer, September, beginning of September, drop that joint. And that's going to go all the way through the fall and all that. So, so let me give you like a DJ Despair idea here. Okay. See, you're shooting the video at the movie theater. That's all I got to say. Now wrap that around your brain after because it uh, works uh, with the song. You see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. All right. So if you really want to do it, LL Cool J, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Got you. I'm going to have to put that into my mental roller decks and then hey, formulate. You know where I'm going with this without me having to say a lot. So I just say less. Okay. See, this is the thing with when great minds join together, we always try to help each other be better. And a lot of people always want to do things with attachment of money and um, promises and a whole bunch of nonsense. And like, I do things when I work with a lot of people, and I do a lot of things just on the cognizance of I see the big picture. Seeing a lot of people don't understand that when you're in that situation where you can say, Yo, fam, I'll help you. I'm not worried about paper right now. I'm good. But then they're watching your pocket because they ain't good. So it's like it's just like friendship and relationships switch out of a lot of those things. And now that you've been doing your own thing, do you have a lot of different friendships and a different relationships now because of it? Yeah, I would say this. I say that I've lost friendships or friendships faded away some because what I noticed is, and this is as real as it gets, um, when you have talent and you're an intelligent person and you're ambitious. People that are your friends or associates that become friends, they latch on to you because they feel you can take them to the next level, even though if they don't want to put the work in. So the reason I say I kind of stepped away from a lot of people is because I was helping this person write. I'm helping this person with his getting his marketing together. I'm helping this person. Nobody's helping me. I'm giving all my energy helping everybody. No one's helping me. And then when it's time for Things like how I have the movie thing going or a special event. And you're like, yo, come through. Oh, yeah, let me see if I could do it. But if I was like, yo, yo, come through. I want you to spit um, a, a verse here. Oh, I'm right there. You know, opportunists. You feel what I'm saying? And so, I was tired of all the opportunists. So I really kind of secluded myself into a small bubble with less than a handful of people that I rock with right now. Really, I know a lot of people, but I don't rock with a lot of people. I just do what I do. So on that note, before COVID, you were rocking with people, doing shows, having fun, da 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 da. As soon as COVID hit, how many people actually reached out to you and said, "Are you good? Like, can I help you? Do you need help with your campaigns? What's going on with your work?" Or did you feel that during this time that it was one of those moments to expose those who should not be around you? Well, luckily, luckily before COVID hit, I was already in the mentality that I am now. Like I've been through so much and been used so much and my talent and my know-how has been uh, uh, used to the point to help others and, and they had hidden agendas. So I was already, I was, I was practicing social distance before it was something to do. You feel what I'm saying? 
So luckily I didn't have that. So in the time of COVID, all really I had time was to reflect within self. I started getting more into meditation. I started just practicing certain things, envisionment, because knowing my know-how and my drive is one thing, but I needed to be universally balanced so it can manifest better. You know what I mean? And by doing that, it really, everything just started going crazy. Like, I really feel, believe that my meditations and me opening up my chakras is how me and you connected, how we connect. It's like, you came out of nowhere with the alley-oop. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm running up and down the court. I'm doing all this work. <laughs> you like, yo, fam, look, here it is. You know, nobody threw alley-oop to me before. Now you throwing alley-oops. I'm ready to do the windmills. I'm ready to tomahawk it, you know? You see, see, this is what I learned in this game, right? There's a lot of people got into this game just to get into this game. See, when I got into this game, I got in as an artist. I used to dance back, like I used to do uh, backup dancers in back groups. I break dance. I did little TV shows, little um, fashion shows, all types of things growing up. I grew up with a musical talented family from the Caribbean. So rest in peace, my uncle, he used to um, manage the Exodus, the, the biggest soccer group like, oh. um, back in the 70s and stuff. So and he did radio and, and and podcasts like this when they were just little TV segments, right? So over the years, I grew up around this and I wanted to be around this. And I manifest myself into being this type of person because everybody was like, no, quit this, go do this. Yeah, chef. Yeah, I, I got other jacks of all trades because I had to do little things to go get a new uh, keyboard or a new turntable or something. I didn't work. For the way people wanted to work, like people work to go have a job to go like get benefits and live life. I've gotten to that point so many times in jobs where I just like, all right, I'm gonna, uh, uh, I'm going on tour for a month or a year. Like you know what I'm saying? And things manifested better when you focus on yourself and when you have people around you. There's always the naysayers, the the people who are trying to tell you that you can't do it. It's not. It's not right. This is not real. Like when you were switching over to digital and you were just like, okay, I'm going to start doing these little podcasts. I'm going to do these things and salute you on the podcast. That's information that needs to be given to the public. Thank you. And can you please speak on that? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to my man tracks. Um, basically my man tracks on the West coast. Um, I met him through Snoop Dogg's artist, Mac Lucci. Um, I met Mac Lucci actually when I was in Cali, the, the last day that we was in Cali, I ended up meeting Mac Lucci. Um, so when he was coming to New York, he was like, yo, Khan, I'm coming to New York. Could you set some things up? I set up some radio interviews and things of that nature. Um, tracks came with him as the entourage with Mac Lucci and me and Tracks really connected over the years. And this was like, he came in like 2014. So me and Tracks been cool for quite a while. And that's one person I could say that's always been on point with me, giving me information. Cause he's been in the game for a long time himself, behind the scenes producing, uh, uh, you know, directing, uh, writing, all types of things. You know what I mean? He's very knowledgeable. So we came up with the idea because I'm calling he's tracks. It's like contracts. You feel what I'm saying? So this business is full of contracts and it's full of things with all creators. You don't have to be an artist. You can be a director. You could be a photographer, any type of creative energy. What we do every Sunday is that nice little meal. Let me see if I show you the graphic for it. We give you the nice little meal of information. And, um, you know, it's Sunday conversation, it's contracts. And what we do is, yeah, it's that good soul food. If you can see, it's the soul food. See that cassette tape and all that right there? Yeah. Um, that's basically what we do. We go on for about an hour and we're, we, you know, we only did two episodes so far and we're gradually getting an audience because I know a lot of artists that follow me. So when they come on, they may ask questions or they just absorb the knowledge. I tell them, take notes from my experience, from his experience. We're telling you things that you can get so you don't have to go through what we went through. Or you can take this idea and run with it and create something on your own. And we're right. doing this. This is information that costs thousands of dollars. And right. we're doing it for free because we believe that our knowledge needs to be passed on. And that's something that they have not been doing in this industry. So you come get your Sunday supper or your Sunday noon meal, actually, because it's like noon Eastern time. Right. contracts you know what i mean on my ig if you follow me on instagram you'll see it every sunday man all you creators out there man get some good information it's something special man you got to bring me on there for the dj talk uh... oh listen we're going to start having guests we just wanted to get the first couple of episodes going 
But there's no doubt about it because no, you know, on IG now you have the capability yeah. to put more than two people on there. Well, you see, it's like I've been watching you and I've been liking what you guys are doing because um, we also do that. Cadex does that on the ACW network and then on the um, Overtime Hustling with Turf Tales and everything that we do. And then a lot of the things that's going on is that everything is a platform for us to show people new artists, people who people don't know. And be able to talk to people like you is like I've been in this game for so long, so many years that speaking to legends now and finding out where they failed and what they didn't like, you know, what happened to them and what really happened in the industry really opens my eyes that I wasn't the only one because going through a lot of things in the industry, you get screwed over a lot. And there's a lot of people who like swindle you into situations, um, like put you in bad situations. Like, have you ever, like, gotten to a situation where you um, you had to fight with another person for the headline spot when you guys are supposed to be the headliners? Like, did you ever well, get double booked, like, on a situation like that? Luckily, not really, but I do know there's been moments of competitive things where, you know, people want to show out to try to get ahead. Like, for instance, something called the Rapathon in Harlem, Hip Hop Culture Center. We actually are Guinness, five times Guinness World Record holders, us and it's about 100 MCs all together. We run for over 24 hours straight, continuous cypher, and then we record 25 hours, 26, 7, 8, mm-hmm. you know, continuously for five years. But anyway, the very first year, Hot 97 was a sponsor, Converse was a sponsor, and the, the number one team gets like teams of 10. The number one team, Summer Jam, and one of us was gonna perform on the open stage and all that. So people were trying to really show out. You seen everybody trying to go hard. So it was like a competition. And lo and behold, my team, Chef DR, uh, Hip Hop Chef team actually, Triborough included with other people, shout out to everybody that was included in that team. We actually won, you know what I'm saying? Out of all that situation, we won, but it was like a dog fight. People were <laughs> coming and doing their thing, but deep down inside, you know? So, that's one situation I could say, but I've never been in a situation where it was like, kind of like how making a band, it's like, yo, you bound him and whoever does it wins yeah. this. I never had to worry about that. You know what I mean? It's just, I've always had good people relations, so I've never been put in that situation, luckily. So is there a book coming from Sean Conn at any time? Eventually, eventually there is actually. Um, and I'm probably gonna call it the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, serious. I, I I have that idea because that's gonna be, I think, like my following project. The next project I'm doing for this year because I, I did Calling the Genius in February, and by November I will be dropping second album, which I'll be doing two albums in the year. That's gonna be called The Wrath of Khan, right. just like remember Star Trek The Wrath of Khan, but it's The Wrath of Khan. And I've had an idea. Me and Tracks actually from 2014 or so. We're starting to work on a project called The Constitution. So now that that has been in limbo for years, I'm going to do that project next year. But with it, like I said, we'll be emerging with a new video game that I'm going to be working on. And would you say with the book, definitely, uh, um, definitely a what you call it. uh, um, Yeah, how I was slipping my mind, the uh, documentary. Documentary works with that. I could be looking to a book or the book, it comes with a lot. And I don't think my story yet is to the point where the book is ready because I'm still on the ascension of where I want to go and I'm getting so close to it. So I feel like once I get to that point that I wanted to get to, then I can start this book because I'm, I'm still reaching for that part that I'm missing and I'm getting there. And I know everything that I'm doing now is taking me to that spot. So once I get there, I can finally take that deep breath and then you know that. perfect 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 because you see i like people who are ambitious like that we're going to talk more after this because i have a crazy idea i want to do with you now that you know let's make it official i'm going to be on team sean con so look out for big things coming up from this because i'm going to be backing him like 100 this is one of my favorites like he's a fam he's family and right now I'm gonna show you why, because we about to we about to shake the world with this. And this is not even just the first track we're about to do. There's about to be a lot of things coming out. And this vinyl is gonna be coming out. And I could actually say this on air. We got Thrust, the legendary 
Juno winner. We have Tough Dumpling, who's known for the legendary Nefarious and Collision, moved to New York, does movies, TV shows, commercials, you name it. He's out there doing it. We got Whitey Dunn. We have, I did a remix with Whitey Dunn and Thrust with Edley Shine. We have Navi North. We have uh, there, there's so much music that's going to be on there. Uh, Rick, uh, I don't even know what to say right now. That that album, that compilation is going to be ridiculous. We got Mike North. We got Sean Khan. You know, Rickshaw. Like, this is about to be bananas. Wait till you see the cover. Wait till, like, when I talk about we're trying to do the comic book thing, we're trying to do the lifestyle, we're trying to show you what we really do, just say that we're on that. It's about to go down. This is a DJ Despair exclusive. Baseball bat, yeah I'm on that. You know I'm on that. I got a couple safe spots for the straps. Yeah I'm on that. You know I'm on that. And Lord knows we bout it since way back. Yeah I'm on that. Cushy with the bomb hash. Ushy gushy bomb shadow face slap. Listen, I'm from the school where we shut it down. Ain't no principal will probably beat you if you try to fuck around. A lot of people they got knuckled down. They see my set come out hog in the hall. We make you shuffle round. The band room, no, there ain't nothing round. My world back on the go jack. Tell me who got the toughest sound. I'm coming live, I'm from the dungeon now. Ain't shit change, I shift change. Still ahead of 100 miles. You know I'm on that. I got the long strap ready for the combat. Rough monster on the beat, that's a bomb track. Hey yo, we bout to blow up like Syria and Iraq. You can't sell that tough talk, I don't buy that. I'm just being myself, you should try that. The only time I ever lie is when I lie back. Your girl write that, you give her a right back. New school niggas like, yeah, that's lit. All my old school niggas like, that's that shit. Pass that spliff, I'm trying to take it to another level. I'm just smoking with the guy, or you drinking with the devil. Don't save her, there's really no hope for these hoes. They just want to party, put coke in their nose. What's a bad bitch if she can't make it sandwich? I told her I'm an artist and her body was a canvas. I'm on that, Kush with the cognac Still got the looks, all the girls tryna chat I'm on that, pushing, I don't fall back Just tryna put my hometown on my back I been on that, long before the mumble rap Would be in copycats, couldn't get you daps I been on that, I don't need no contract Hey yo, my people, are you with me? Where you at? said there's a lot of big things about to come down can you hit people with your social media and everywhere they can find you and your music yes indeed all right everything from my website to my youtube channel twitter instagram anything you could think of facebook s-e-a-n-c-o-n-n with two zero so that's sean con zero zero that's everything every platform i keep it unified and artists take notes you should do that too don't have all type of crazy names it's gonna be hard to find Sean Khan 00. 
That's all you need. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram. You know the routine. And trust me, just go into my app. You got Sean Khan's video on there. This will be aired on my app too, the DJ Despair app. Dude, I can't wait to see what the future brings to you. We're going to come back and speak more on it. And, you know, like like right now, you shout out to Rupman's Monster. Fam, I know you're doing better. Things are just going to get better. So keep your head up. We're here for you. This is going to be a new movement. Sean Khan, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you, fam. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that Mike North and Russ brought me back to you. This is about to be amazing. This is epic. I'm really happy. The video is about to be aired in New York in the theater. What'd you say about that? Peace.